Welcome to episode 388 of Texing, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Hey, Jason, how you doing? I'm good. What's happening? Keeping it real, man. Keeping it oh, yeah? real. Keeping it real in Moore Park. Yeah. Um, you know what? Did you did you see that um, we have got five votes on Spotify? Five people have rated Texing? No. I did not know that. From those well, five votes, we have 4.8 stars. So someone gave us a four. <laughs> they were like, yeah. How about that, that Justin guy? I knew you'd appreciate that. I was like, I was like, okay, we appreciate honesty, but not that much honesty. Lie, goddammit. <laughs> so, so what are we, uh, what's on the docket? I mean, okay, I got to be honest with you. Um, my brain is so frazzled from not getting enough sleep from working on Lightwave that uh, I don't I don't have much on the docket. I mean, I do have some things to talk about, but not like the usual amount of links. So Plus you tell me, how's topics. things going with you? Well, let's uh, let's talk um, let's talk Lightwave since you bring it up. So okay. you're finally you're finally back on it. I am on it. It's uh, it's obviously quite complicated. Well, why, here's a question: Why, why, why aren't you getting any sleep? Why, why can't you just like? Well, because I have a job, I have a kid, I have all these different things to do. So, like, the only time that, like, I'm supposed to be going to bed at ten, that's like that's that's what's been working really well. And I've I've but realized you're not, getting, si- you're not getting morning walks in, as far as I can tell, right? Yeah, it's all be- it's all because of this light wave stuff. It's because I'm going to bed later than ten. I'm going to bed at like twelve. And then I'm waking up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm ready. So I'm going to have to work out somehow how to fit it into the day, the work on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I like, I really want to get it done, but it's like something's got to give. Like, is it the health that's got to give? Is it the day job? Is it the side project? So there's only so much meat you can squeeze into a sausage. Well, you have multiple side projects, right? You're doing the indie bootstrap, whatever thing yeah, but you're doing the, as well. I, well, indie founder, but I mean... So basically, the work on that's done, like like the the key work. What what I wanted to do was, um, I wanted to stop the hemorrhaging of all the people who were signing up with Nugget, mm-hmm. and give them get them so that they were on a list that was a warm list. You've heard of that concept, like a cold list versus a warm list, right? Yes. If you don't email people for years, so at least at least if you have a warm like most list of my of... friends, most of my <laughs> friends are on the cold list. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're like Jason, who? I'm like, what's up? Let's grab the lunch. They're like, you know, I really, I can't, it doesn't ring a bell. I don't know who you are. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. So I wanted to stop that from happening. So I created IndieFounder.co, um, which is just, and all we do is just send an email once a week with five ideas. But the point is, is it's back to what the original nugget was. And we've, we're about eight weeks into it. And it, it really doesn't take much time. It just doesn't take much time and effort because I'm so used to the idea part obviously because of doing that for so many years with Nugget. And um, and so, you know, obviously in the first place, there was a lot of unsubscribes, you know, so when mm-hmm. when that first started, because I, I moved the Nugget list mm-hmm. over, 
Um, but now the unsubscribes has really got down. So the people are obviously enjoying that email. And it's just probably like half an hour's work a week between half an hour and an hour max. And that that's that's it. So, so, so that's not eating up your time. That's not so that, time. That ten, set of 10,000 people are available and and I guess warmed up, <laughs> for want of a better word, for like if, you know, for example, Lightwave is ever launched. <laughs> so that's not taking up my time now. So obviously, play so, strong is play strong is is uh, so there, indie founders. Your book is basically your your foreplay. <laughs> I guess <laughs> is that what it I is? Guess. And um, you know, play strong. I mean, I it's always like surges. I mean, don't you find out like when you're working on stuff, it's always there's like there's a surge to get to a place, and then so I've done no. The, the, you don't find that? I don't do that. You don't do surges? No. Huh. I find do do? that that's I find that that is uh, counterproductive to long term progress. I think you 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 find a pace and you and you keep it. I think when you surge and you run, then you get exhausted and then you burn out and you push. And I think that's you know it's like if you're running a marathon, the last thing you want to do is like go through you know sprints. You just like you know you like you're running around. This guy sprints past you, and then you come up to him like a half mile later, and he's throwing up, and then he sprints past you again. And he's throwing up, and then he pulls out of the race. He's he's him on a stretcher. You're like, what? Are you, what's that guy doing? Just find your pace, and 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 you just do it. That's that's how you're going to get the most overall progress, I think. Yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, I do. Which is I again why I'm against the whole madness thing. You go through these cycles of madness, and you get on this emotional roller coaster, and then you throw everything gets thrown out the window. I don't have time to do stuff because I. You know, I can't work out. I can't go to sleep. I got to work on night wave. Ah, and then you're like, I, I don't have time to work on night wave. It takes up all my time. I get, you know, it's like, dude, just slot it in every day, whatever. Just grind, push, just like working out. Just like everything else. I guess. It's hard. But you can't do it. You struggle with that. Yeah, I do. I really do. I mean, why why do you continue to struggle with this? Because, we, because this is an underlying problem with with a few different things. Why why can't you, why do you have a hard time just finding? I mean, I understand that occasionally there are days and occasionally like a few days to a week people visit or holidays where things just kind of get thrown off. But why do you struggle with just finding um a schedule a daily schedule and and, and mostly sticking to it? What's what's so, why is that hard for you? Well, are you asking why do I struggle from doing the searches or why do I struggle from Why like, do you have to not, do searches? Not doing why stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, I think by, you know, getting by, why do you kind of go, why do you have to convulse into these surges on and off? Why can't you just, just work at a consistent pace with a consistent schedule? I guess it's like, it must be like a, a, like, so for example, when, when a problem kind of enters my brain, like I just, I'm just not happy until it's resolved. It's sort of like a discordant chord that's just there. And so it's almost like I have to just keep on jamming it out to get the mm-hmm. pain out. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why is because like, it's like, so say for example, I'm working on play strong and the, and the problem, the piece that I have to do is to make it so that um, it's easy for us to just enter information into a configuration array and um, create a whole bunch of files. So all the, all Georgie has to do is just create the files. So I just kind of like, that's my problem. I have to get that done. I work until that's done and I just jam on it. And then once that's done, it's like, okay, now it's done. I can leave it. It's Georgie's part now. She can do the files. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if if I stop halfway through, I, I just can't really because 
my my brain just gets focused on the problem. So I think that's the answer. The answer the answer is is that when I have a problem, I just can't stop thinking about it until it's solved. That's basically the reason why. Well, I think this is related to why you struggle with the um, the exercise <laughs> and diets. I think it's all part of just like you have to you have to even if even if you're used to riding that emotional impulse, it's like you just eight o'clock done time for dinner. I'm not gonna do it. Just force yourself to to stop. You leave, leave some for the next day. Don't don't blow yourself out, right? Because you because you eventually do burn yourself out, right? I mean that's right kind of what happens you burn yourself out and then you get into this point of despair or there's other things so there's like multiple things in your life that you're trying to accomplish whether it's family work health whatever and if you really push on one thing you're inevitably going to ignore neglect these other things and then they fall off and they're like well why what happened there so like, oh, i got really busy with work i got really busy i wonder with how things. many i wonder how many people can just do that can just like it's eight o'clock switch it off you know or it's, it's five it. o'clock. Just switch it off. I do it. I mean, I'm. I got to work. Hits. I mean, I work out. You know, get. I mean, I. I mean, I'm not a. Uh, like for. I, I mean, for instance, I'm not super regimented about going to sleep and getting up. I mean, I try and go to sleep at a decent time within a. You know, between eleven thirty and twelve thirty at the latest, um, and then I wake up when I get up. I don't set an alarm. I just wake up, and I typically wake up. You know, around you know, anywhere from 7.30 to sometimes I'll sleep really late to nine if I just didn't sleep well. Because if I didn't sleep well, I'm not going to get much work done anyway, right? It's better to just get sleep in, right? Right. And and be more efficient and feel better in the day than it is to like wake up earlier and then just be at 70% efficiency. Um, But uh, other than that, I mean, you know, just this is what I'm doing stuff. And then I, then I stop, you know, it's like I stop to go work out. Cause if I don't work out, if I don't stop to work out, then I'm going to get the workout in, you know, cause you know, dinner, Sandy's going to make dinner and all right, I got to go pick up area from gymnastics. I mean, I got these things I have to do. And then I've learned to stop doing work at night because when I do work at night, I can't go to sleep half the time. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just a recipe for, um, throwing things off getting poor sleep and so i you know after dinner it's like we we watch a show sometimes or you know i'll stay up you know just joking around with the kids or spend some time with sandy or whatever but anyway i don't know i mean i i'm not trying to impose and you say hey well you gotta do things the way i do and whatever but i just feel like i see a lot of um I think uh, you know you take these short-term wins. You take it. You take advantage of these short-term wins. Like I got all this energy. I can just get a ton done. I'm like fired up, right? You know, you get so absorbed in something, but then everything else gets falls off. Well, it's like what you did with the, uh, you know, and I was like, well, what's going on with uh, you know, formerly known as you know, list or nitro note. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, I've just been my mind time. My mind is totally absorbed with the the product, the super with the diet, the diet stuff. stuff. Like, well, I know it's very. You spend all your time thinking about the diet stuff and what what's there to think about? You know, it's not that hard. You read a couple articles, come up with, sit down, figure out what you're going to eat for the week, and then like, what's there to think about? You know, I mean, it must be nice to just you know, be so so chilled and like, what's there to think about, man? What's there to think about? But what do you nice do? To- like, well, well, in terms of the and the exercise stuff or the diet stuff. So were you just like reading article after article after article? I mean, what were you doing? Why it's were you? Just, what was taking it's, up? It's all not that. Space? It's it's not that. It's more along the lines of um. It's more along along the lines of my attention burns brightly, and so my I just sort of reserve my attention for a single thing. So it's it's hard to to take that um, 
I guess, bright candle of attention and think on multiple things <laughs> during the same day. I'm not like I, Elon Musk, every two hours, he's like completely turns his full force of attention to a different project. Mm -hmm. That is super hard for me. So it's like, for me, I'm just like, okay, I'm all about weight loss right now. So I'm just like, my, I'm, my general vibe is focused there. So then when I sit down to code Lightwave, I'm like, oh, I, don't, I can't really think about this right now because I don't have any willpower left. <laughs> so, mm. like, so it's like that, if that makes sense. Well, I think you, I would recommend rustling with this a little bit because I, I, th I, I, if I had to sort of pick like what's, what are what's the underlying causes for you to sabotaging your progress? It's by not sticking with something for some period of time, right? You, you know, it's that thing we talk about the madness. The madness is, it's a fun concept to talk about. Everybody gets it sometimes, but it's like, it, it undermines your long-term success because anything that you're going to do uh, that's of any substance that's worth anything is going to take time, whether it's building a project or getting in shape or whatever. It's not what you do for a month or mm -hmm. two months. It's what you do for years. And it's not what yeah. you do every once in a while for two years. It's like, what do you do every day or just about every day? So I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, I'd, I'd recommend figuring out how you can manage this thing a little bit better so it doesn't throw off the other things that you do care about. And I'm not, again, like, I'm not trying to say, well, you have to care about this or you have to care about that. I'm like, well, you care about, you know, the fitness and diet. You'd care about Lightwave. You care about plate. I say, okay, you care about all these, these all these things, I, I, you know, legitimate things that you care about. How do you keep them all making some reasonable progress on a week by week, day by day progress? And, um, and I think uh, you, you have to kind of figure out how to, how to deal with this, um, these emotional, you know, this emotional convulsing that happens. I remember when I was like um, 23 and I was uh, going out with uh, and living with uh, my part, my girlfriend, Sarah, and um, her, her, her dad, uh, who was the editor of the Irish Times um, uh, for my birthday present, gave me this small book. And he said, "I think you need. I think you need this. This this would be a good one for you." And it was just the title, "Time Management." It's mm -hmm. <laughs> like I think he saw he saw what we're talking about. Yeah, like yeah. You know, so like have have like a measured understanding of time management. Yeah, that's definitely something that I've never been especially good at, and that's why it was really helpful to work with someone like um, Laura, at modern teacher, who doesn't work there anymore because she's such an amazing project manager and executive functioner. And so it's like someone to help me manage that. And I think that's part of that. I think that's why Georgie says that I kind of have ADHD, um, which is the thing about ADHD is you, you sort of just burn brightly for a single thing. It's, it's, it is a kind of, you know, I guess a disorder for, for want of a better words. And she's, she's just, you know, she says that that's what I have. I should probably get it looked at sometime. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's certainly suboptimal, I think. You know, yeah. Um, and 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 it's like if you say, well, where do you want to be in a year from now on these various things? It's like you want to have, you know, this is happening with play strong. This is happening with lightweight. You won't have lost this much weight. This is what happened with your blood sugar. Like these things, you want to have these nailed. 
And if like, what happens if like only one of them is there and all the rest of them are just complete fails or yeah. they're all kind of half fails because you kept stopping and starting things. So, I mean, you, you know, you did that, you know, that uh, atomic habits thing. I think it was a James Clear thing where you, you, mm. you said you stopped drinking alcohol and you stopped the coffee because you felt those are your saboteurs on the, on the habit front. Yeah. Right? You right. found the underlying for you, what you felt were the underlying causes of failure and you hit those and that has made a, a difference and it's like i wonder if you could if you would, might be able to figure out okay why is it that you can't manage this so that you when you get excited about something it doesn't like you do it at the exclusion of everything else to the detriment of these other things like you know that you got to make progress on all these things you know you know if not every day then at least every week there has got to be some material progress on it but you know like, like i said most of these things it really does take most things you're going to make progress on really has to be a, a pretty much a daily thing yeah um hey i'm the reason i'm saying this because i'm vested in your success man no like, no i, 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 I want to i'm like everyone else here i'm rooting for jv i want i want i want to see Lightwave crush it i want to see place wrong i mean that was the thing. whole point of starting that project was to basically help me have a better system to to manage things you know Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll, I'll just do the best I can and, um, uh, try, I guess I'll, I'll put some real hard thought into that, into this problem. Yeah. I just, I I, the reason I I'm bringing really it up that. is because I felt like, um, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, but the, the, the madness as this thing, like, you know, that you would sort of embrace like, Oh, I got right. the madness. It's like, no, don't do that. Don't embrace them. Don't give into that. That is a, a saboteur of sorts. Like you don't don't well, it is, don't get but excited, pro- but just keep it at a seven out of ten. Don't go to twelve, man. Don't just blow yourself out. Problem is, is my my brain doesn't think about anything else when I have them. When I have that, it's discipline, man. It's discipline. You have I mean, to force it's yourself. Not. It's like saying, it's like saying to someone who's who's I don't know. I can't think of a good example. Someone who's like ravenously hungry or something. Stop thinking about food. It's like. Like my brain doesn't stop thinking about that thing. Like if if I if if I even if I just like lie down and try and get to sleep, it's like no, I can't get to sleep. I mean, I can't stop thinking about it. And so basically, that's the reason why I have to do it because I'm not saying it's, it's only gonna, by. I'm not saying it's going to be. I'm not going to. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm just saying it, it's. That's why I say doing it is like exercising demons. It's like I have to do it so that I don't think about it anymore. But the doing it, but the doing it is ultimately the the cause of failure for other things. I mean, we're probably talking about real psychotherapy, where I I, I need to see a, a psychotherapist get prescribed some kind of uh, medication, something like that. Or have someone punch about. you so, punch you in the face when you don't do what you're supposed to do every day. <laughs> that's that's right. solve it. <laughs> just hire someone to no, come in and punch. So how much sure. have you worked on lightweight tape? None. <laughs> So how no, much of no, you, what stuff you take out? Bam! Like it's your, someone come and kick your I'm ass I'm sure that day. if you punch me in the face, I would still be thinking, the selection object. I need to, I need to reorganize that. So I just, I don't know if that really would solve the problem. <laughs> I think it'd solve it. I think it, I think you'd, you're like, man, that guy's, that guy, big guy's going to come over, he's got, I'm going to knock the door, open the door, and he's going to like break my nose again. So I better, I better mm-hmm. do my thing. All right. So, um. Anyway, enough enough the meta talk. Let's let's I am I am happy to hear or to see on Discord that you've been making some excuse me, some solid progress on Lightwave again. 
So yes, and you're working on a lot of. Um, you can go to the lower, deeper level, but what's ultimately um, the formatting, mm. right? So, it's the formatting, yeah. So basically, so, so, implementing a lot of the markdown effect, an effect. That yeah, there's there's no markdown, but it's it's essentially implementing the capability of doing uh, HTML formatting, adding HTML tags, um, and uh, but there, there isn't any markdown. I mean, it, right. It, It'll, it'll have the illusion of Markdown. You'll be right. able to paste in Markdown and it will turn it into its own format and you'll be right. able to export it and it will turn it into Markdown. But there's no Markdown. Um, but so it's funny. <laughs> what I am doing is um, John John Polakek pointed out that I'm essentially rewriting the what the browser does in the browser, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is true <laughs> to an extent. But there's there there is good reason to do it. I mean, do you get the reason why I'm doing it, dude? I did this think? in 2005 with Prezo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did I did the whole thing. I created my own blinking cursor as a div. I I mean, the whole yeah. select stuff. Like we, you know, do you, do you, do you, do you implement select yourself? Select is the one piece I'm not implementing. See, I'm we implemented using... that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that was cool. a son of a bitch because you're selecting. Of course, you're doing keys as well as mouse and how do you select and wrapping text and, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I know. I know exactly it's not what as heavy doing. as what you did. I think. Yeah, I think I that, that, like, I think that that select piece. If I had to do that, that might just be the end of the line. But <laughs> that said, the select because it's content editable, like there is a fair, there is a fair amount. So I'm I'm only using the bare minimum of it, the the absolute bare minimum of it. So itself, the select API has can do a bunch of different things. But all I'm doing is just saying, all right. What do you think? What node do you currently think is the first node that's selected on the page right now? And what node mm-hmm. do you currently think is the last node selected? And that's as much as I use it. So then I basically calculate everything in between. So I'm like, okay, he thinks that it thinks it's this node, it thinks it's this node. And then I'm using it because it's all mapped through my fast node data structure. You know, the fast node stuff that we, mm-hmm. you helped me start on. Um, so, well, I'll just go, I'd, I'd written here um, some pros and cons of why. Because the other thing that I'm doing is the blinking cursor. You saw that, mm-hmm. and so that that's because the browser doesn't let you style the the IBM cursor, the the carry as they call it. All you get your your only option is like a single pixel width, like I don't know, t- uh, twenty pixel high. What would you call the carry? What you call the Car- carry? Carrot. Carrot. It's carry. It's a carrot. You say carrot. It's not French. Okay, I call it an IBM. The carry. Uh, Are you sure it's not French? I I think it is. I think it is French. I think it comes from France. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've always heard it called a a carrot, but okay. Yeah. I mean, so basically I think that it comes from old, old school printing in, in old school printing. There was, there was a little line like that, that was like at the edge of the print called Mm -hmm. the carrot. Um, but Uh, anyway, the point is I wanted to style it and it was impossible to style it. So I've just did my own one. And so that's something else. That's actually something else that selection gives you as well, which is, which is quite nice, which is that at any moment it will give you the X, Y coordinates of where it thinks that thing is flashing. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty big deal. Although it's wrong quite a lot of the time. So I've had to. <laughs> yeah. You forgot, <laughs> to, take some... you take, you thought, you forgot to take into consideration scrolling earlier in the week. Yeah, scrolling for it. Like, oops. Yeah. But it's not just that. Like, it's like it if you if you click on the page, you know, 
for some reason, when when it's just rendering itself, this, this I don't understand why this happens. But when it's just rendering itself, when it's its own blinking cursor, you click on the page, it seems to always show it. Yeah, it's like oh, oh it's blinking in this node. But when you when you hide it and you use that uh, selection API, like I'd say about twenty percent of the time, you click the page and it doesn't think it's on the page. Mm. It's just like no, it's not there. <laughs> So you're like, all right, okay, fine. So, so in the end, what I ended up doing was I ended up saying, all right, what is the um, y coordinates of where we are? You know, mm-hmm. are we like so? Basically, if it couldn't find it, what are the y coordinates of where we are? And like, are we on the foot on the left hand side of the page or the right hand side of the page? Mm-hmm. If you're on the right hand side of the page, get those coordinates. Then scroll through all the nodes, look at those, the expositions, like work out what the closest position of a specific node is. Mm. And we'll say, right, we're on the right-hand side node. <laughs> so right. I might as well have done it myself. But anyway, um, so yeah, so that's that's that piece. And I can see you uh, nodding like, oh God, yes, that kind of crap. Yeah, that's painful. Um, but so um, you said you have like a thousand tests or something like this already? A thousand lines of code. So so basically the reason, so the reason why I've done it this way is I've got um, all of the, uh, the the styling data is just stored in like a, essentially a num like a uh, a data array with numbers. So it's just sort of saying bold, you know, is like position zero to position ten. So that's bold. And then when I when I draw the page, I look at that array and I say, okay, now I'm going to open and close the bold tags. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I did that is because all the all the um, it's a super clean data, right? So all of the data is just text. There's no um, HTML data anywhere. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means that it's a separation of church and state so that for other rendering cases like Markdown or whatever, it's just mm-hmm. super easy. Right. And also, I don't have to go in every time and like, uh, I guess, parse that that node, uh, HTML, and work out what's where and blah, blah, blah. And that's also, you know, that there would be extra complexity about, for example, when they do select and the selection, what what is currently selected. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of reasons why it's good, um, and the, but the pain in the ass is that I've needed to write my own library to do it, and um, I've needed to obviously put that into the undo states and all that kind of stuff. But that's essentially done now. So now what I'm doing is I'm w- looking at the other concepts of making it so that there's UI buttons to make stuff bold or italic. Um, and I'm finding myself very inspired by the Steve Jobs book that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And the um, Elon Musk book, they really do emphasize and talk about simplification, deleting, delete, 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 both mm-hmm. of them obsessed with it. You know what? Steve, the Steve Jobs book is amazing. You know about the um, Walter Isaacs? Isaacs yeah. Yeah. Have you've okay. read that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I find myself laughing a lot in that book. Hmm. It's so funny. Hmm. Um, did, 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 did you read it or did you? I mean, I read this in like. I read it, and this is like 2011, so I don't remember it that, you know, at least at that level. What we'll have to just circle back to Steve Jobs because he is quite the character. Oh in yeah. In fact, oh yeah. In fact, much more of a, like he makes Elon Musk kind of look like a pussycat. <laughs> you know, I mean, which is which is saying mm-hmm. something, because Elon Musk kind of can't help himself, like because he's got he doesn't have the empathy gland because of his Asperger's, mm-hmm. whereas Steve Jobs was knowingly and willfully a total dick <laughs> on purpose and just knowing you know knowing that he was kind of upsetting people because of his i guess he had narcissistic personality disorder i don't know about that but i think uh he was trying to achieve a goal 
And it's like if you're not if you're not going to give me what I want, you're not going to deliver this stuff. I'm going to um, use various uh, manipulation tactics or whatever to get you to do what I need to have done. Very happy to lie about what anything. Very happy to lie, but but lying in a way that he didn't even know that he was lying. He was it's his own reality distortion field, right? Mm-hmm. He believed what he was saying, even though it was total BS. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he. It, even so, really inspiring, and let let's circle back to him. Um, but the because fi- I just want to say the final piece um, about Lightwave and, and where I think it's going. Something else that I get from both of those guys, uh, Steve Jobs and Elon Musk, is this idea of not doing something for money, is just doing something that you want to do that's fun, that's just like that you just have a kind of passion for, and like if you look at the 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 Macintosh, I mean that's really it was it was that you know. I don't, I don't think that's not, that's not, that's the wrong way to look at it. I think, um, uh, uh, Steve Jobs was not created, did not create the Macintosh just because he wanted, he wanted to create a successful product, right? I mean, he, he was trying to create something great for the market. And if you'd create something great for a, a decent sized market, you're going to create a successful product. So he wasn't just fucking around just oh i just want to do this i don't care if it works or not no, no correct yes, yeah. yes and elon Musk the same way i mean you know um you know he didn't create tesla he's not just fucking around he was trying to create a successful so, no, so just but... be careful not to interpret it in that way he's just but what they were doing is they were trying to create something that was truly great not you know but as they weren't a thinking about goal. it no but what sorry again i'm not expressing myself correctly like the reason why Elon Musk has a fart button in the Tesla, mm-hmm. that like no GM or Ford doesn't have a fart button in their car, right? And you know um, the original uh, PCs that were competing with the stuff that Steve Jobs were doing had none of that stuff. Like they just mm-hmm. weren't from like they didn't have fonts, they didn't have the windows, the, the all the different things. Because other people just think about it in just a pure business sense. They're just sort of going. Oh, we need to make a car. Oh, we need, you know, we we're making a computer. Whereas what I'm tr- the point I'm trying to get across is they were having fun with their product. They were trying to create a really great product that they were also not afraid to have fun with. And they and there's countless stories of both Steve Jobs and Elon Musk spending a shitload of cycles on something that anyone looking at from the outside would say what what are you doing that's fucking crazy like why are you spending so much of this company's money trying to make the door handle flush with the car with the with the car like that doesn't make any sense you know or steve jobs like why are you spending so much time like making fonts work like this doesn't make any sense so it's like they were doing these things and they were they were they were creating these integrated systems and to give you an example of something i'm thinking about when i was building the game um for, for Jack, I used a music library and the, the music library has loads of different music. And something that I would like to have in this final product is a menu that's music and, and mood. And you can just like click it and then it just starts playing a mood of music. And so that that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about that I think I'm just really inspired to actually build something that I really want, you know, um, that ha- has stuff that other people may think, 
well, why why the fuck are you putting music? Well, here's in the note he, system. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, well, okay, but okay, just but here's something I'll think about too. I mean, right? They what they both understood is if you create a truly great product, then you don't have to be optimizing for the business side as much that you're going to win that that winning in the marketplace that that creating a successful company is ultimately a del- it comes down to delighting customers yes creating amazing product experience right and yeah. um steve jobs when he was doing the font system um it wasn't just well i just want this i don't care if anyone wants it i mean he's thinking like this is this is how this is an important aspect of the visual interpretation of information, and this is the next generation of how people need to interact with text and whatever. So he's thinking about this, not just I'm doing this for lulls or I'm doing this because it's just this quirky little thing that I think is cute and most people think is stupid. He's like, he understands. He's like, most of you people don't get it because you're a bunch of knucklehead engineers that don't anything about design, about, um, you know, uh, text and fonts and you, you don't know anything you're not even thinking about this you know and what you think is important or not important is irrelevant and what you business guys think is important is irrelevant because you don't get it but i guess right and elon musk is thinking okay for this te- these these electric cars to to really to really do great we have to make a better car than the existing cars can't be just good, you know, but it's electric. No, no, it has to be amazing. And this is one aspect. These are the kind of stuff that people notice, you know, yeah. and so we're going to do this stuff. So, so the, the, all, I'm say, all I would say is don't think of it as being uh, idiosyncratic. I'm going to do these idiosyncratic things that are just kind of quirky and goofy, but I think are kind of fun, but nobody else gets it. But hey, you know, whatever. Like, no, you want to create something say this is going to be a great lightweight is going to be fucking great it's going to be so fast it's going to be so slick it's going to be so flexible it's going to be like an extension of your brain you're going to format you can categorize you can do all this you can collaborate and do all this stuff better faster simpler cleaner than anyone else and some people can't see it yet because all they can imagine in their mind is notion or something and you're just mm, like dude, right like, that's so i think that's way you think about it, is don't just just in case don't get don't get caught up in thinking of them as being idiosyncratic. They were not idiosyncratic. They have better product vision than most people. It might seem idiosyncratic. It might seem weird. But that's because your typical business person, your typical engineer, they don't have any sense of this stuff. They don't get it. And to them, they're just like, oh. And then later it all works. They're like, oh, well, I guess it kind of did work. And they just they don't well, see Well, I mean, Musk has put a lot of effort into making the car fun into making it so that you can play games like it's essentially a games console Mm -hmm. kids can do farting you know all that kind of stuff so there so that you know there's some delightful things there's things that he thought would be delightful just yeah exactly yeah right and i'm not saying you put i mean and and that's an extension of his personality he's a little bit um he's a little uh what's the word i want to he's a little bit corny corniness Mm, right to his um sense of humor you know and he'll Mm -hmm. throw a little bit of that in and yeah it works so but yeah, but I, I agree. I mean that that the 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 but one thing you're saying, which is what I said the last show, is the one thing they both had and they and they shared was it was an obsession with the quality of the product and the simplicity, the delete, right? Delete simplicity. Remember, remember but also, that's what I said the last yeah. show. Is like that is the key is 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 deleting. I mean, um, Steve Jobs. I don't think he used the word delete, but he would just say, "If there's one way to do it, like the simplest way, the cleanest way, do we really need this? Like, because any complexity you add detracts 
from the user experience where, you know, I think um, Elon Musk might have a similar thing to say, but he's also coming at it from an engineering angle saying, look, like the more crap is on this, the more complicated this is, the harder it is to, to make this thing, you know, lightweight, robust, you know, uh, for, you know, uh, price efficient, you know, efficient, all those kinds of things. So they're both a simplicity has a power of its own. So, yeah. Anyway. So the kinds of things that I'm thinking of putting in there, um, I mean, obviously, I don't know until I'm actually sitting down there and working with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously, I'm working on the like the, your stuff is going to be released, you know, sooner than any of this other stuff. But I'm just telling you, this stuff is like just I'm allowing it to sink in, to soak mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uh, for the future is things like math, you know, like math, like math jack stuff, like mm-hmm. equations, drawing. So that I can I can add add a node and then I can start like just quickly sketch something mm-hmm. um, to you know gamification like a lot of ideas on gamification have been coming to me. It's like I mean even just that I'm doing work is it's, it's an ongoing track record of X- XP and I've got some ideas on how to mm-hmm. do all of that and including um, something I was thinking about was the Duffer Brothers and how and how they they write um, Stranger Things. They're basically both on Google um, Docs. Google Docs, mm-hmm. and they're like they're having a battle. They're basically whoever's got the better line is taking over. And it occurred to me that's kind of cool. Like that's that's a game. That's that's actually kind of a game. And I'd like to do that with you if we were doing show notes, you know. Mm-hmm. And you could you could almost like score that. Like you could have some fun behind that. Um, so those are those are the kind of things I'm thinking about. Um, so anyway, that's essentially uh, we're out with light lightwave. But I would like to talk about. Well, hold up. How long is it? Well, what are we talking? What's the ETA on having sort of the the sort of standard markdown um, uh, formatting available? So the kind of stuff that's available in Slack, for instance, code block, inline code, quote block, uh, or block quote, I guess, italic, and all that kind of stuff. What? How long is that? Is this? Are this like a week away? Is this like a month away? What are we talking about? I I can get. Um... It, just basic stuff. Uh, so bold, um, italic, underline, stroke through on links. I can get those out pretty quick. Um, but when you're talking about code blocks and bullet points, it it's going to require a bunch of other stuff because I do need the way that I see this in my mind is being a little bit more like uh, pages. You know, you know, like Mac um, pages. Have you ever used that? No. Basically, properties panel on the right. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like when you when you're moving around the page, I just think that on the right hand side it should say this is a heading or whatever, and you can just select from a drop down and change it to something else. And so I think that should be tied. That should all be tied up. Um, I mean, I'm, I might be able to get a, a version out before I put the properties panel in, where it somehow lets you select that your next batch of things are going to be bullet points until you like delete, and then it's not bullet points anymore. And I mean, I think bullet points is like the least important because these things are already bullet points. Like that's the least important thing of everything, in my opinion. Coding, code blocks, code blocks, inline code, code blocks, block quote. Um, though that stuff. Um, I mean, bold italic. I I mean, yeah, that's that's nice. I mean, but that's not. I mean, I actually thought that I was gonna. I thought I was only a week away. The last time we spoke about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like in there, like, uh, so I'm sort of I'm doing a Jason. This is a little bit like you. It's like you know when, 
when are you going to release to Hacker News? <laughs> well, the difference like... the difference here is like if I leave to Hacker News, never. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, right? it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you at all. You're just curious, but it does affect you. You're you're you know you wanted me to use this. You're building this, and I'm and I'm, I'm pending on this to use it for some stuff. So I'm like, so when am I going to get to use it? Like, how long am I pending for? Am I pending for a few days, or a few weeks, a few months? What are we talking about? I mean. I've got the madness about it. I'm working on it right now. I'm I'm moving. I'm not putting pressure on you. I don't want pressure. I'm not. I'm not. I don't mean to put pressure on you. Say we have to do it by the end of the week. Otherwise, I'm going to throw a fit on Discord or something. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. I'm just kind of curious. What are we? You know. So this is weeks away at the least. I'm going to say, let's say, let's say four weeks. Um, for uh, to to to, like, if you want me to have the slow and steady approach, because because a big part. I mean, it does add to me. My madness is like how much you need it and how much you want it and how much you push for it. No, I don't. It dude, I, 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 again, I don't think you should have the madness. I think you should work on it. You know, a certain amount every day and make, but do do your other stuff. But um, so how about yeah. this? Uh, you you'll just see me do, consistently doing um work, and then if I if I like don't do work, then you'll be like, wait, why didn't you what do happened? anything today? Well, I'm not, I, I'm not going to babysit you, but if, if it's like a certain amount of time goes by, it's like, you know, it's curiously, you haven't talked about uh, White Weave in two weeks. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, but, anyway, I like, again, I mean, so, I, 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 the name Light Wave is, 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 I like it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a really good name, I think. Um, I think, thank you very much. Thank you. I, I do like it. It makes me very happy to work on it, by the way. I think that I should have Bold and links. And that and that piece without the code blocks, that should be kind of two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's that's my hope. Mm-hmm. Why? Just curious. Why? Do, what? What do you? Th- what do you think makes it hard about like uh, so selecting some text and making either a, um, a block quote or a code block or something? Like, why is that hard? Do you think? Actually, a block. Well, well, a block quote needs to be its own block, right? Mm-hmm. So selecting some text and making it a block quote. That that's hard uh, to to take some text out of a sentence, and so that. But that's a separate issue. You're just saying, why would it be hard to make one specific node a block quote? Does it have Does it have carriage returns in it? Have what returns? Like new lines? Sure. I mean, yeah, block quotes are multiple, are typically multi- many lines, right? Okay, so your block quotes need to have multiple lines. I mean, most of them are. I mean, it's a, it's a. Well, I mean, sometimes it's just a paragraph, but I mean, it's still going to be multiple. It's not going to be a character term, but it's going to be multiple. But lines. you want one block quote with multiple lines, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because block quote could could have you know it, most block quotes are going to be more than like a line, but, right? Because there are because with the entire architecture of of uh, Lightwave, there are no line breaks. You know that, right? Everything is its own individual node without a line break. But it is possible. It is possible. It's just that I turned that option off. So, so far, everything is being done as done without a line break. But I've, I was thinking I can actually do that. But, but remember how I'm like going ahead and trapping all of the, Mm -hmm. all of the key, the, the returns. I just have to just basically say, okay, is this, is, is this node type block quote? If the, if they hit the return key, actually do a new line. Don't get out of it yeah so then i then then i I need to do new new trapping like when you press the down arrow i need to say okay if the down arrow was pressed in a block quote and we're on the last line now move to the next node but okay but just just to your the the 
you're you'll obviously need to support that what you've just described but typically you're you're pasting a bunch of code that's a snippet from some article or something right you select a paragraph or two paragraphs or whatever and you paste it in there and then you select it all and you say this is a block this is a quote right Yes, that's so, so that's how it's going to work. Same with a block. Of, it's the block of code. So here's a here's a snippet of code on how to do this thing. Maybe maybe you're collecting some different ways of doing stuff. You you paste something from a Stack Overflow or something else or GPT or whatever. So oh, here's a here's a good snippet of code. Paste it in there. Select it. You know, code block. Whatever. So right now, what what happens is when you paste any any kind of text mm -hmm. from outside, every time it sees a new line it creates a new node. Now, there's kind of no way around that because that's just the way the system works. Mm -hmm. But what I have, what I would be able to do is you can then go ahead and drag it and then maybe there's a palette that says, turn this into a block quote. And then behind the scenes, it goes away and it yeah. deletes all those nodes yeah, and it yeah, creates yeah. a new node and puts it into a single yeah. node. But I'm just telling you, I would just say the use case, block quote is usually there's is, is a bunch of text from some other source and you're not typing it in. So but that's the know. technical difficulty, what I just described. Yeah, I get it. You know? get so it. like there's a, there's a bunch of um, pieces. Mm -hmm. Like number one is this, this new node needs to operate differently uh, connected with all of the keystrokes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for just interaction. And second of all, you need to be able to do something like select multiple nodes and turn it into one node, so node merging system. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, it does, there is complexity, but that's but the link stuff and all that other stuff is done and uh, should is technically working with tests. I just need to plug a UI into it. Okay. Um, and the UI is it's it's very annoying. Like the problem with the UI is I kind of hate every version of UI to control styling, so I don't know what I'm going to do for that. Mm -hmm. Why do you like, hate every... My, well, because like... Okay, so Microsoft Word. So take Microsoft Word or Google Docs. They have a button bar on the top mm -hmm. and those buttons have bold, italic, and underlined. That is kind of the best because it's the least intrusive because like when you're, when you're typing or when you select some, some text, you don't get a little hover pop-up right next to your text, which is mm -hmm. just annoying and gets in the way. But the problem with that is you have to like move your mouse really far to click the button. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the problem with if if you use the pop up analogy, you select some text and then it pops up bold italic. But that's annoying because it's just like distracting. It's just like every time you select text, this little thing pops up. But you're not selecting like, text that much. I mean, every once in a while, usually you're typing and moving around. Every once in a while, you're like, all right, I want to format a couple of things, pop it up. Well, you should make it. What you should do is you make it like you know partially transparent. So it's less obtrusive. So if you make it transparent, you can see it's there, transparent, and then your mouse over it, and the thing becomes fully opaque. I mean, that's that, that, that's that would be even more annoying to me. But um, something that was pointed out by um, uh, who was it? Oh, sorry, I can't remember. I thought it was uh, it been Doug Martin. Okay, but but basically, um, actually. If you're just using the keyboard, you don't need to do that palette. So it's only if they move the mouse. So it's only if, you, if you've got if they move the mouse to select text, then show the palette. That kind of makes sense. So if I, if yeah. I hold down the shift key and then I just uh, select the word with the shift key, don't show the palette because I'm probably going to hit the uh, command B anyway. So I think I'm thinking about exploring those things. Like so, only show the palette if the mouse is moving and if I really need to. And I think that might be the best. Okay. But uh, yeah. So I, I, but. But the thing is, 
I started working um, to get that working. I needed to make the selection of text copy correctly. But of course, now that all the styles are in tag maps, I need to plug into the tag maps. So I need to do my own copy copy system so that it goes through the nodes and it sees where the bold is and it co copies them correctly. And that it can so, so that's where I got. And then that made me start looking back at the selection object, which is essentially the centerpiece of this whole thing. And I realized that that code was fucking spaghetti. So I'm essentially refactoring the selection object, working on that. Then I'll work on the text object, the the copy paste, and then I'll plug in your. Th that's check. the reason why it could be. Let me ask you a question: Are you using the new, the new? Uh, at least, I'm a new, newer uh, version of JavaScript with like class and stuff. Or are you still doing like old school, like 2005 JavaScript? I'm using the newer. You showed me. Well, I know. Showed well, I me. showed it to you, and you were laughing at how far behind you are. But I, you, I could easily see you going, "Oh, but that, I'm not comfortable with that." Screw it. So you're still doing the old. Oh so you no! Why wouldn't I be comfortable? It's like way, way less code. I mean, I've got. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got twenty thousand lines of code, and it's all done that way. Okay, nice. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So that that helps a little bit. Yes, very much so. That's cool. Okay. I, I just want to talk about Steve Jobs for a sec. The Steve Jobs book. Okay. Because it's been quite the revelation so you haven't read it for a long time but like the, i felt the same way with musk as well like when you just see the three-dimensional version of them who they were mm -hmm. it's it's amazing it's astonishing like you know for the whole steve's job's entire youth was just about his obsession with spirituality mm -hmm. going to india seeking a guru mm -hmm. like getting into fights with people and crying like not like being a complete vegan and and believing that he shouldn't like bathe he's because a fruit, like fruit, fruititarian, fruititarian. He didn't he didn't he believed that he wouldn't create body odor. So like he really he really yeah. I can't remember the old. guy who was the uh, ran Atari. <laughs> I'm blinking on his name. Was like yeah. We hadn't had we had to have him work on the night shift because nobody could stand how <laughs> bad he smelled. <laughs> and he he was just like he, just just a crazy fucking dude and um. But so funny, he like over the course of the book, the person he really reminds me most of is Larry David. It's like, do you, do you know? Do you know who Larry David yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. you know, enthusiasm. enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's so many times where I was just, I'm just laughing at like how ridiculously, like his his principle, his principles are like the aesthetic principle, like the the you know, if it has, if it's complicated, reduce its complexity. It has to be absolutely perfect consumer decision. Like he didn't have anything in his house because he he just couldn't agree on on the consumer objects to put in it because he didn't know them well enough. He needed to research them. Like it was like a month's worth of research to buy a laundry machine. Right. <laughs> like, and so, but but I think the this this story I'm going to tell you now, which I'm sure you remember, but this typifies. Uh, Steve Jobs and why the book is funny. So he goes back to Apple when, when like obviously he gets sacked, and then they bring him back to Apple. And yeah, he's like, okay, they bought, he, they bought next. They they bought next, and, and then he comes back into Apple. He's like, I don't want, I don't want money. I don't. I just this is this is my baby. I don't want money. I'm just gonna do this for like a dollar a year. You know, like just just give me a dollar a year. Nothing. I don't want any shares because otherwise people think I'm doing it for the money. So he goes in. So anyway, he he this thing's about to go in chapter eleven bankruptcy. Right. And he like turns turns the ship around and and like makes I mean six hundred million profit or something by the time he's done in two years. Totally mm -hmm. fixes it. So they're like, Steve, Steve, like, it's amazing what you've done. Like, you know, what can we give what what can we do for you? What can we do? 
and he's like um he's like i don't i don't really i don't know i mean i mean i i guess you could give me a jet and so <laughs> so they're like oh okay well a jet all right um so so but he doesn't just want a jet he wants he wants to build a jet from the ground up with with the manufacturer so mm-hmm. He doesn't just buy a jet from the lot. He's mm-hmm. like, because he's been going around in Larry Ellison's jet, and he's mm-hmm. like, there's a few design features that I don't really like in that jet. Mm-hmm. So if I was to have my jet, I need it to be a bit different. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So he so he works with the company that makes the jet, and he's like, you know, the light switch. I don't know why it has to have two positions. Like it's really annoying that you have to move it up and down. Like it should just be a single like touch sensitive switch you know so anyway so he spends an entire year putting this jet together and so that's that's crazy first of all that just made me just like oh my god dude <laughs> like but then then finally after that year the the board is like all right look you got to have some shares so they so they just send him over an envelope with 15 million shares like if he signs it he gets 15 million shares bearing in mind he said the whole time i don't want any shares i don't want anything and he just gets this envelope, 15 million shares. This is after he has the jet. And he sends it back to them and he says, no, I want 20 million. <laughs> I want 20 million. <laughs> and the board are like, what the fuck? Like, you just said you didn't want anything. And we only just sent you that as a, as a gift. Right, <laughs> and right. Now you're saying you want 20. So I think that is, um, I think that just typifies the craziness of him. But he, do, it's truly amazing. Like, the... The the flaws on the Apple stores, you know, like come from one specific family uh, in Italy that he just happened to see when he was uh, on his tour of Europe when he was younger, mm-hmm. the flagstones of the town. And he was like, that's what I want for the Apple store. And so it's only available from one family in Italy. And every stone that's cut, they say, okay, this was the stone that it was cut next to. So when they're laid, <laughs> they're, they're, you know, every stone is shipped with its partner. And when they're laid in the Apple store, it's like the same stones are laid around each other. It's just like next level. Next, next level. Particularity. Yeah, it was. It was interesting character. It was funny. He says, I, I, don't, want, I don't want anything. But then when you try and put a price on it, then they, he gets offended. You know? <laughs> As I say, there was a William, uh, was a Burroughs uh, poet, uh, you know, and he said, he's like kind of a beat poet. And he has this one thing, his one thing, uh, it's actually been made into a song or a few songs of they put music behind it. it was called uh, advice for young people and one of the lines was beware of whores who say they don't want money of course they want money they just want a lot more money yeah you know i mean yeah not calling them a whore but when someone's oh i don't want money ah, you know i think you're like okay the price tag's way higher that's yeah. what that's it's... really what's when someone says they don't want money it's all when they're doing something it's yeah there's a but much he bigger must have, ask. He, he must have been thinking he must have been thinking in his own mind I want the shares and I want the jet, but I don't want the jet to come out of my pocket. So I'm going to get the jet first. So this is my strategy. I'll bet you, I don't think he was thinking that way. I bet you he was thinking, oh, you know, I think he was just thinking about the jet. And then it came down to like, okay, we want to put a price tag on this. Okay. Now if we're actually talking about a price. He's like, oh, just do something nice for me. Right. And then when, and then when it comes down to compensation then then people start start thinking about it things a little differently so he's like mapping it to his own brain he's like wait you guys think i'm only worth 15 million shares i'm worth 20 million shares yeah yeah give me 20 million i mean if you're going to give me shares give me 20 million yeah um there was a there was a 
a line uh, from the movie Moneyball. Um, yeah. When uh, Billy Bean gets a uh, a huge offer from the owner of the Reds, Boston Red Sox, and um, he's comes back to Oakland and his sort of assistant is asking him, like, well, how much was it? He's like, it doesn't matter. He's like, well, and he's like, it doesn't matter. He's like, yeah. And he's like, well, how much is it? Finally, he gets it. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, it's not just about the money. It's about what this money means, about what it says, you know? Yeah. And, and that's a kind of what it is. That's what it comes down to, you know, money in, in this situation, it was less like, well, I need enough money to buy another mansion. I mean, he's already rich, right? He made a lot of money off Pixar's sale to Disney. It's more about what does this say about my yeah. contribution to the turnaround yeah, exactly. of Apple, to what this is, yeah. right? And if you if we say, oh, we're going to pay you a million dollars, he's going to be like, give me a break. I'd rather get paid nothing. But you understand, everyone here has to understand who I am, what I did. And I'm a singular individual and I did something nobody else could do. This is my baby. You know what I mean? Like he's, he has this idea in his head and he was right. Right. Oh, he was and right. He was right. And then nobody would argue with that. And, um, but uh, it was ultimately a statement. Right. And what so, he did with Pixar was insane. Yeah. I just got, yeah. I like the Pixar story just as like essentially Pixar saved Disney. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And now they Crazy. ruined it. Pixar's oh, they ruined it. Disney's just killing all these things. These things are just terrible now. Oh. Most of the stuff is Pixar has just been stuff they put on has been just garbage for the last few years. It's too, it's too bad. But anyway, let's 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 get off that. That's time to change topics. Um, yes, sure. So, um, Project Superhero. Okay, I notice you've been. I've you. been noticing you're avoiding <laughs> the topic. Avoiding the subject. <laughs> oh my god! So let's, let's. How about we'll do? What about do your project superhero? No, no, well, no let's. No one I think wants we to hear all about. Dude, me you're for this all over. You shit. like spam the project superhero with your daily updates, so you can't, you can't, you can't like be all over it. Then I want to talk about it, right? Um. Well, I mean, the pro- the project superhero is. Um, I will just say this. It it was going really well until I weighed in at two hundred and seven point four, and I did I weighed in at two hundred seven point four after a twenty four hour fast, and then since then I just for for whatever reason because I wasn't like tracking the food that I ate because it was a fast day. Then the next day I didn't track it and I just sort of so I went like five days without fully tracking all the calories and stuff, and that lack of uh, discipline sort of got me out of the mode and I've just been I guess gaining weight I'm back up to 210 now I've been eating a lot of uh, fat uh like fat type stuff when I'm supposed to be eating not fat so I'm just trying to get back into it um I'm just uh, because Joe basically said the same as you in the channel so today well yesterday I fully tracked everything and you could really see how off course I was <laughs> although I mean nowhere near as off course as your cheat day which is like you know, hundred X. That's ed, built in. Any that's day. built in. That's part of the. That's part of the plan. The cheat day is part of the. <laughs> is part of the system. Um. Look, I mean, my blood sugar hasn't been going crazy. You know, my like I've been posting my blood sugar charts, and they've been they've been pretty good. I mean, they haven't been their best. Um. There's been like maybe one peak a day or two peaks a day, um. And my weight has just been sort of leveling or gaining a little bit. So I just need to go back down and, and it's and it's because of again i i i place this down to the fact that 
I had the madness with Lightwave. I stopped going to bed at 10. I do, I do notice that if I go to bed at 10, my health just generally on every level stays better just by going to bed Again, at 10. Again, that's why the madness is I, bad. Again, to prove I get, my point, the badness is bad. Yeah. Fight the madness. But so here's here's, here's 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 a a, a couple of things. I well one, yeah one thing I noticed this is for the pattern I noticed. You would either post how many steps you did or how little you ate, but not both. So either like you clearly ate a lot and then you got a a decent amount of steps in, or you didn't eat hardly anything, but you didn't really didn't do much exercise, right? Yeah, that could be true. It was pretty. Yeah. It, that I mean, I'm not saying it was 100 percent of the time, but it was. It, I was like, I keep noticing this. Um, you're. I think it's difficult to starve yourself. You know, into weight loss completely. Like, just do it. I'm. I'm, I'm exaggerating, right? Now, but to to totally restrict yourself to di- to right, significant right. weight you loss. Said that last and time, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's even harder to exercise your way to weight loss. I mean, people always say, well, 90% of weight loss is in the kitchen. I think it's a bit of an exaggeration. Um, I think you kind of need to do both. um, And um, you don't have to go nuts, man. Like you don't have to work out for three hours a day and you don't have to, you know, only 1,200 calories a a day, right? Neither of those are necessary and both are exceptionally painful. If you just say, well, like I said, 12,000 plus steps a day, keep your intake under you know i don't know 2000 calories a day yeah you know but you know the the two things and we don't have to go into detail but I, uh, you know cuz i i'm not i'm not trying to give you a hard time i just want to remind you of there's an easier way to do this than what you're doing cuz what you're doing is not totally working because it's very hit and miss you know, and you, and you hit a new low after a fast, and that's sort of an artificial low because you're going to be a bit dehydrated probably. It's not a real low. I mean, yes, it is a low, but it's not a low after you're having a normal day. So comparing how you're on a normal day after a day after not eating for 24 hours, I don't think is comparing apples to apples. I'm not an experienced intermittent faster, so, you know, Joe or one of these guys can weigh in and say, well, actually, blah, blah, blah. But I would I would probably bet that the, the, the low you're going to hit after a, a 24 fast is going to be lower than any the other day so you just don't don't use those well a 24 to, to keep in mind a 24-hour fast doesn't like by the time you well the way that i've been doing it anyway you kind of go from eight to eight or seven to seven or six to six so you do have an end of day meal mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so, so I, it's I mean, not I, like you go for a full day then and then no meal overnight so okay it's you know yeah but um okay so um but that's like when you're weighing yourself, are you weighing yourself in the morning or when are you weighing, you know? So the question yeah. is like, you know, what times you're weighing yourself relative to when you're eating. Um, and, and, you know, like there's a certain amount of fluctuation with just, just fluid levels and, and how much, yeah. you know, sugar. I mean, if you eat stuff that's high, um, high glycemic index, like sugar, you're gonna retain a lot more. Right. I know this because of my cheat days. Like I've, I've told, I've said this over and over again. I, yeah, I gained yeah. anywhere from four to seven pounds, four to seven pounds in one day and most people are like what that's a crazy you know i'm like I've, i mean i've done this i mean hundreds of times and so i and i can sign up to, to see how egregious how big the weight gain is going to be based on how much you know sugar age sugar really ramps i mean, I always eat a lot of carbs on cheat days but sometimes i really go to yeah. town with sugar and those are the days when it's like whoa that's like six seven pounds it's like the most extreme okay two ways to restrict I think that are the easiest to do. I mean, I'm not doing the intermittent fasting, so you know you can 
talk to the intermittent fasting crew and they can tell you all about that. I don't do that. So, you know, that's one way to do it. The other two ways are a calorie counting, which is like you really, you, you know, you really know how much calories are in each thing. And that's what you, you, you just, you're doing that. And that totally works if you're, if you don't mind doing that. The other thing to do is pick out a set number of things that you have predetermined. This is 550 calories and, the, and this is 600 calories and, for, and I alternate and, or, you know, these two things for breakfast, either one or the other, right? the exact same, you know, but it doesn't have to be just one thing. It could be two or three things. So I have three different meals I rotate through on breakfast, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to eat a new thing every day of the month, right? Like, you, you, you know, there's like, it's breakfast, right? Most people eat pretty simple breakfasts and you could easily do the same thing with lunch. You know, you can have the same thing every day or rotate between two or three, but you know, these are the only things I eat. And this is how many calories, how much fat, how much sugar, and you do that, and then you only leave one thing left, which might be dinner, because maybe that's you eat that with Georgie, and you're like, look, I can't be eating this like weird just salad thing right with dinner, and Georgie's with Jack, and she's like, you know, only cooking for herself, and she's going to get annoyed, right? I mean, it's just a little inconvenient for the rest of the family when you can't do that. But if at least you say, okay, there's only one meal that I have to kind of eyeball, right? That's a lot easier to do because you've said, all right, I've kept the other two meals. You know, say you're trying to keep it under 2,000 calories. The other two meals plus snacks, you're at 1,300 calories. So you got 700 calories to play with with dinner. That's enough to have an, a, a decent-sized dinner, and you're not inconveniencing the rest of the family. So I personally do that, and it's not hard. It is not hard. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to be as strict as I say, which is you put a logo over lunch. Okay, fine. Eat three different things, but just make sure you know I eat the salad thing, and then some days I do the chili thing, and so, but I know exactly. Don't quit experimenting every day. Well, I'm going to try this. Well, I'm going to try that. No, fuck that. Don't do that. Quit experimenting. No more experiments. I, I hear you. I hear you. But we are, you know, everyone's different, and um, it's hard for me to do exactly that. But Well, why? If you, why? It just it's because, bullshit. That's a bullshit statement. No, it's not hard to do that. Why is it hard to do that? Um, because I just don't like it. Well, do you like I, being I, overweight? Do you like having out? No, you got a bigger problem to solve. So you see, this doesn't have to be forever, Justin. This does not have to be forever. Once you lose the weight, it's a much easier to maintain, right? You just have to compromise for a while. So one of the things that I think you've been doing is. You keep trying to like, well, I gotta find, I gotta find stuff that I can sustain over a long period. Like, I gotta find stuff that's gonna make me happy, right? No, this is not a life sentence, right? This is like a means to an end. And then once you get to that point, you don't, yeah, you're not gonna go back to like doing everything that you shouldn't be doing, but you don't have to be as strict, right? Yeah, I mean, the, but the closest I can find is uh, is Kevin's chicken. Like that's the, that's the closest thing I can find for a lunch for a breakfast every day. I have, I mean, what, what I was about to say is, um, before you so rudely cut me off, I was about to say is I almost do what you, what you're talking about. Like if you actually look through, um, my food log, it's all very similar stuff. I just don't do it exactly the same time every day. I don't have exactly the same quantity. So I don't do like, uh, three, three set meals. But I do every day. I mean, it consists of like the same five things. I either have yogurt, I have salad, or I have... Uh, but you're all the, over the place. That's not true. You may have the same kinds of things, but you have like five yogurts one day and you have to... Like you're all over the place. 
Yeah, I have the same. I have the same kinds of food, but I don't have the same amount. Yeah, see, that's that's not. It. I mean, you you need to get more regimented about what you're eating. You know, it's either the, the because you're otherwise all this fluctuation. It makes it much easier to to lose track and to cheat and to just like oh I don't know, and then you're just you're up above the number, right? And when you're I, not, I haven't like, been above the number. What's that? I haven't been above the number when I when I track it when I write it down. I'm in fact you say the opposite thing when I write it down. You say you're not eating enough. You need more calories. Well, that's that's bad too. When you're like starving yourself, because here's what's going to happen: you have 1,200 calories. I'm not starving myself. Yeah, but you had. I'm just not counting my calories properly. So I'm so. This is a mess, Justin. This is a mess. (laughs) This is a complete and utter mess. You know, I am not. I'm not. I'm no crack. I do eat more. Like it's it's a mess, and this is all nonsense. It's like you, you, if you want to, if you really it can't be nonsense. It's otherwise I've I, I've lost. I was started at, at like a lot of weight, and I've lost a whole bunch of weight, even though I don't really, look any Justin, different. You look. I got to be honest with you. You look exactly the same. I know. I look exactly the same. Your face hasn't changed at all. It hasn't. That's How what about I'm your saying. gut? Has your gut? So what? No, my gut has definitely changed. Yes. Okay. Well, look, you still got a long way to go, right? So. Um, to get down to 15% body fat, let's say? Yes. You mean you're probably going to have to weigh 160 pounds. You want me to, to live like Jason? You can live however you want. You don't have to live like me. I'm just telling you to get to the he- to get the healthy range. I, gotta, I, I just did a body fat uh, kind of estimate, which I think is pretty much in line. I'm around 18, 18.5%. And I'm going to have to right. get down to, um, I think I get down to, I lose about, if I get down to 185, learn another 10 pounds, I'll be at 15%. Um, and if I want to get down to like 13% or something, 12, 13, I got to get down to like 177 or something like that. Um, you know, you you could do the same kind of measure and you could kind of get some sense of where you need to be. Anyway, you got a long way to go. Um, so, but to get there, you just, you need to be more structured. You need to have more structure. You can't have this sort of like, I'm just doing all this kind of stuff and I'm experimenting and then I tried this and then I tried that and then that didn't work and then I'm undercounting and I'm not counting and that's just not going to work. It's just not going to work long term. So you just got to get more structure. And I'm telling you, the easiest way to do it is to just pick out a handful. Like, I'm not saying like measure everything to the gram every day. Like, I get it. Like, nobody wants, very few people want to do that. There are some people do that, but I wouldn't do it. But all you have to do is say, well, here are a list of things that I enjoy eating that I can eat, and I'll rotate through them. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's the easiest, it's by far the easiest way to stick to a, a plan. And and, and and then and then of course you need to be consistent with your your out workouts with have been seem like they've been very inconsistent lately. What about on a Saturday and a Sunday when uh the there's no school and there's I never know what's gonna happen and I'm ending up at people's birthday parties and Stuff like that. Oh, you can go nuts like you have been, or you could maybe try not to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like um, yeah. what you have to do is is sort of like I have a cheat day on Sunday. I also have pizza on Friday night. So I have three slices. I have a two sort of like cheats built in, right? And the and um, uh. But what you can do is you can say, look ahead to the weekend and be like, what do we have going on? And normally Sunday might be your cheat day, let's say. Whatever day you feel like is the day, more of the family day where you're going to kind of do stuff. Maybe for you guys it's a Saturday. Um, and you can say, well, you know, Jack's got a birthday party or we have family coming. Okay, that'll be my cheat day and the other day I'll 
but you're probably not doing it on both days, right? Right. One day is probably more stay at home, just, you know, relaxing, doing some stuff. The other day is, okay, we're going to the beach or we're going to, you know, birthday party or we have this other thing. And then that would be your cheat day and that we don't have to worry about it. All right. But, but the only way you can do a cheat day is if you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing in the other days. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, have you kind of stalled out in the weight loss for in a while or what's the. No, I'm do. I mean, like I got down to my uh, the 207, which was like, let me just see. That was when was that? Five it was one oh four, right? No, one oh three. All right, find a number. This is not great radio. Let's <laughs> see you. It's all right. Us. We can do editing. Oh, it was 101. Yeah. So basically, um, we're currently on, so 101 days into it was my 207. So we're currently 110 days. So that was nine days ago. You hit the two, the 207 number? Yeah, 207. 207.4, nine days ago. And then today I weighed in at 210. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And because you've been kind of not really tracking so much. Pretty much. So what's going on with the, the, the steps? So why are you struggling with the steps? Uh, no, I think you I think you might be... Um, uh, uh, only yesterday I didn't do steps. There, every other day it's been 10,000. No, those last come on. Days. There was there were that long ago. Because I, I was laughing to myself because you were like, you did like, I did 7,000 steps. I'm like, dude, like last Sunday, I did 7,000 steps on my cheat day when I didn't do anything. I mean, okay, let's look, let's look at this. Okay, um, yesterday, 12,600. Um, the day before 11,100, the day before 11,700, the day before, uh, 8,200. So 8,200 is not, not enough. 9,100. Not enough. The day before. So 10,000 is your magic number, is it? 12,000 is a minimum. The day before 13,500. Okay. It's not bad. The day before seven thousand. So seven thousand. So, like, so that's not enough. So there's been there's been a couple of days where it's been you know it hasn't been high. Yeah. But, but not like I mean let's let's just say seventy percent of it has been over twelve thousand. Yeah, barely. And your diet's been all over the place. So what I'm saying is they're not consistent enough. You got you got to get the consistency. Consist- it's the consistency structure. Consistency. Okay. That's how the progress is going to happen. And I want to see you all break right. that two hundred by the end of the year, and that that'll happen through more consistency both output okay. and input if you can do that right, guys, however you, you want to do it yeah. you know obviously there's more than one way to skin a cat you know I, I gave you i told you one you know you can do intermittent fasting or whatever else you want to do but you got to be more consistent if you're gonna continue dropping okay i hear you thanks i'm sure everyone's bored to the teeth of listening to this conversation <laughs> now let's 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 talk about your superhero really quickly because obviously there's nothing bad to say about it. So let's talk about that and then go move on to Math Academy. Uh, well, I'm down. T- I, I hit uh, last week, I hit 194.6, I think it was. So just about um, closing in on 20, 19 pounds, 20 pounds since the start of the year. Um, lost four pounds off my waist. So it's, it's substantial. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been. Um, I, I think the the Fitbit 
calorie step tracker has been a huge difference maker. Um, I mean, I work out six days a week. Um, I do, you know, typically 25 to 30 minutes of cardio plus 35, 30 to 35 minutes of weightlifting six days a week, kind of rotating through right. a four day split stuff. So, but, um, I was doing that before and then I kind of hit, um, hit a wall and then when I uh, hit a plateau and then when I added in the stepping, the, the, just making sure I got more steps in that made all the difference. And so, you know, as I said, as I said before in the previous shows, you know, break it up, get multiple walks in a day. Don't try and go for these hour long walks. Cause it's really hard to schedule those in, you know, and it kind of, you know, it's like when do you have a free hour to just like take off. How's the uh, uric acid? Yeah. So actually, you know, I went to, um, had my uh, physical, annual physical and yeah it was high it was at eight and so the the quercetin and then luteolin or whatever the hell you know stuff that that wasn't really doing i mean it did for two weeks and that didn't seem to have any effect so unfortunately the supplements didn't work or at least they didn't work for me so, so what are you gonna do he said all right he so the plan is he's gave me some medication for it take it for like a month get it down and then um maybe see see what happens then you know if i continue to lose weight he's like maybe if i can maybe if i get my um weight under a certain number get lose a certain amount of visceral fat and then once the once the uric acid has been brought down then maybe i can maintain it maybe the supplements right. plus extra weight loss will maintain it but he's like yeah we got to get get this down so there's another another gout flare up so that's that was that's mm-hmm. that was the deal so yeah but uh, my goal is to like to try and I don't know maybe like one if I could get by the if I would if I hit one if I could break one ninety by the end of the uh, year that would be mm-hmm. great. But maybe like one eighty seven get kind of get like a get like twenty five twenty six pound loss that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean we just but I just took off for um. I was I spent last three days up in San Francisco with um, Izzy look searching school so that was so I've had like a three day off from working out and diet and stuff so Monday I'll be getting back but uh, I was still even when I was up there I was like all right let me just try and get a lot of steps in because we're eating like you know waffles or French toast for breakfast and you know ha- hamburgers for lunch and stuff so I'm like okay I got to make sure and of course of course when you walk around looking on, on college tours and stuff you are walking a lot mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So, um, just by default. Yeah. I mean, I was getting somewhere like 19, 20,000 steps or something like that. I mean, a typical day I get a typical day with my step, I, t- I get around like 18,000 steps, I think 18, 19,000 mm-hmm. steps or something like that. So, you know, try and keep trying, try even on an off day, try and keep my calorie burn up around 3000. That that's pretty, that's a lot of room for eating junk food and not putting on weight. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, you seem really down. No, you seem, you no, seem, I mean, you seem really bored or down. Well, I mean, after that last conversation, like, why? What, what do you expect me to do? Fucking cartwheels. <laughs> You're sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, there's, but I, I don't think it makes for good listening to talk about my, my malaise. Your malaise. So let's just keep, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I was, um, I was talking to uh, Alfie uh, a couple of days ago. Um, so another listener on, on Slack or voice. Voice, 
oh, we, yeah? we chat once a once a month or so, and um, I give him a call. I was on my walks and workouts, and so he talked me through like a two hour walk workout. I think it was, <laughs> and um, anyway, one thing I I said to him, I, I it, he said you, you should mention this on the show. Actually, a couple of things, but one of them was the is that what I'm trying to do is trying to de-optimize my life because one of the things that we've 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 done as a society as a culture is we've sort of optimized everything we've optimized having to exert a lot of energy for a lot of things right where we used to have to walk you know now you gotta now you just drive right and we, yeah. we, we i think we naturally do that it's like oh you know i'm going downstairs so let me, let me grab this stuff that i i'm i would have to come back up for later Right. Like, let me just grab my computer and like grab my thing so I don't have to come back later. It's like, don't do that anymore. Like, come back upstairs two or three times to get everything you need. Like, you know, don't go. Like, when I go to lunch, I park a mile away from the restaurant. You said that last show. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an example. Yeah. I, so I walk a mile mm. before and after lunch, you mm. know, and I still, there my entire go. lunch, I'm gone. I'm back in less than an hour. So, but it's like adding in, like, trying to de-optimize your life because what you're doing is you're optimizing for the short run, right? You're optimizing away discomfort. You're optimizing for uh, more efficient use of time, right? But what you're doing is, is, is you've, you've kind of over-optimized in a way. You've over-optimized for short-term discomfort and time efficiency, but you've optimized out um, this sort of t- uh, expenditure of energy, and so we don't burn yes. nearly as much energy as we would just doing little things. And, you know, and, and it's just by like, oh, we think we're being really smart. Like, well, I'm really, I, oh, I don't have to do this thing. Or I did these three, I knocked out three things at once. So I didn't have to walk here. I'll just do this in the way. Okay, well, great. Oh, that's great. In some ways you save yourself some time, but, you know, you actually, throughout the day, you burn two or 300 calories less because you were just a little. I mean, isn't that, that alludes to when they say, you know, uh, when you've had success, you get soft. It's essentially kind of alluding to this kind of idea that um, we're just taking it easy. Yeah, we make the easier we make our lives, the softer yeah. we become in a lot of ways. Yeah, right. So it's like, mm-hmm. and it's such a counterintuitive thing, or, or not maybe not counterintuitive, but it's just against our instincts. Our instincts is to try and make our make things more efficient for ourselves. Right? As humans, you post. You posted something by Arnold Schwarzenegger that was kind of related to this. Yeah, I mean, he was joking about raising a generation of wimps or whatever. But one of the things that I mentioned was that um, well, I can't remember how I phrased it or what I was saying. But the bottom line is, if uh, we we as humans are all about reducing energy expenditure because it's an evolutionarily evolutionarily advantageous strategy, right? Because Three, five, ten thousand years ago, you didn't necessarily know where your next meal was coming from, right? So it's like I can't overexert myself to kill that animal or to gather that fruit or whatever it is. You're like, we got to be smart, Um, and and so that we do that with everything now, right? You know, you're always what's the easiest way to get this done? You know, but now that everything is so abundant, we have access to so much food, and there's so much, you know, that we end up not doing you know optimizing when, we, when that's actually short-term win long-term loss we become weaker physically weaker we lose muscle we put on fat we don't challenge ourselves and um you know it's funny i was watching this uh this show called i think it's called limitless it's with um what's the guide this is this about the nct nct the drug 
Oh, NZT. No, you're thinking of the movie. This is the uh, TV show with um, who's okay. the actor? Uh, does Thor? You know, Chris. Um, Chris Hem- Hemsworth? Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And so he's the the the, the sort of the show is about him testing his limits and trying to overcome. He you know over has a lot of stress or different things. And so one of the things he's they're just talking about was that um, I think Peter Tia who was on one of the shows said, look, you know, chronic stress is bad. You know, like this, this ongoing anxiety, you know, that you can't get rid of because of dysfunctional relationships or conflict or things, you know, things like that. That's bad. That is bad for, you know, I think that causes your, to put on cholesterol, add cholesterol and it's bad for your heart and your blood pressure, all those kinds of things. But acute stress is actually good. It toughens us up. Right, whether it's jumping in freezing cold water, or or you know, you know, sprinting or lifting weights, or you know, exercising, you know, high interval, you know, training or whatever, it's like you have to these acute, limited, time limited stressors strengthen the body, and but unless you are sort of a hit fitness person or an athlete, most people don't do that at all. Right. They, they, in fact, they're doing the opposite. They're trying to remove any kind of acute stressors. Mm, yeah. And so, but then as a result of not trying to challenge themselves, then they, in a sense, increase the chronic stress because it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm overweight and I know I'm unhealthy and I'm stressed about how I'm unhealthy. And now I'm, you know, you're got chronic stress from that. I mean, you have, it's like you weaken your body. So it's like, in a sense, we need to stop optimizing for the short term and start optimizing for the long term. And the way you do that is by having short term, introducing short term uh, acute stress. Now, some people, you know, exercise is the easiest way to do that. But I think even it doesn't necessarily mean you got to go and run, do hill sprints every day. But it might be like, look, I'm going to, you know, it's like we talked about adding additional steps, you know, go up the stairs, don't take the damn elevator. You know, it's like, okay, well, if I do that once or twice, it make, make you know, a day, that's some good difference. But, you know, you do it 20 times a day, it actually kind of actually starts making a difference, you know, um, mm. because people don't get, people typically don't get put on weight because they, you know, ate three pieces of cake at a birthday party, right, once. Or they had a big one with friends and they went out and had a big Italian dinner and ate too much pasta, it's the power of gradualization. It's that extra 200 calories, 150 calories they eat a day, or that extra, you know, that extra 200 uh, calories they didn't burn because they took, you know, and we're all done. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. So I, anyway, I'm, what I'm trying to do now is sort of de-optimize some things, you know, and I think that's just a way of looking. And, at and it. obviously, it's working. Yeah, it works. And well, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's worked so far, Hold along on. with your. Tw- 20,000 steps. Do you, do you shoot for 20,000 steps a day? Actually, I don't shoot for steps. I shoot for calories. So I try and hit 3,500 calories a day. Um, mm. I mean, it was funny. On Monday, I only hit 3,250. And I was like, what the? F-? I was pissed because I like thought I did everything. So then the next day, like 3,900, you know, and I was hitting 36. So 3,500 is like on a good day. Sometimes I'm like 3,350, 3,400. And other days at 36, 37. 39 was a big was a big day um but uh i think um i mean that's 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 really what you're measuring anyway steps is just a one way to get there problem is when i do cardio on the elliptical it counts 
thinks I'm doing steps. So it kind of screws up my step count. Mm. Right. So it's like, oh, that makes so sense. So I'm like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. probably, you know, I look at some, I, and I don't always, I always forget to check the step count before I get on. And then I look over, I'm like, you know, I think I probably, it's like 2,000, 2,500 steps more from the 15, 20 minutes I spent on the elliptical or something. So it, it and because of that, I, it, it kind of makes me say, yeah, I don't know. So therefore, I want to make sure that my steps are 18,000, 17,000 to 18,000. So then I'm probably more in the 14 to 16 range of just actual steps. I mean, it's basing calorie burns off the same thing. So yeah, it's the same thing, right? So, but so, but it's the calories in, calories out, right? I mean, that's you know, I mean, there's all these other things that people get really obsessed about, you know, glycemic index and sugar and stuff. And like, yeah, you don't want to do this stuff to excess, but it, at the end of the day, it's the um, first law of thermodynamics rules, and it's it's it's. But what know. I what I'm saying is, if it's reporting extra steps, then it's reporting extra that's calories. Right. That's right. Yeah. Right, but it's just like if I'm actually trying to figure out how much steps I took, but then there's this like. Two to two thousand to thirty five hundred, you know, miscounting that is, you know, cardio. I mean, I don't want to double count. Like, oh, I did nineteen thousand steps plus I did cardio. It's like no, like the cardio on the bike wasn't counted, but the cardio on the on the elliptical did get counted as steps. So, I, you know, it's I'm so far above. What I do try and do is though, in the first half of the day before I go to the gym, I'm trying to make sure that I'm like already at twelve thousand steps before I even get to the gym. Right. So by the time I'm getting to the gym, I'm at 13, 14, and then, you know, walking home, whatever. So I'm, I'm clearing 14, 15,000 steps regardless. Well, how is Math Academy? Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, let's see. So, you know, it's just been a big investment of, um, you know, a lot of the, uh, the, remember I've told you about the whole proof infrastructure. And yeah. so now we have, um, you know, the user interface for that is uh, sort of drop-down selects that are interspersed throughout the proof, and some of the proof mm -hmm. shows up as you complete it um, by selecting the right um, sentence fragment or mathematical statement or something like that. Um, we've expanded that so that selects, so having these drop-down selects is, is actually like a whole... Um, Format types that a multiple choice and free response. You have selects. So I have Alex as he's like, hey, listen, if you can build this in, if we can expand this, and that's going to really open up some stuff that we can do. So I've had to spend a lot of time in that, and it's just there's so many layout issues with that. It's just such a it's been kind of a nightmare. Um, so mm -hmm. I've been working on that, trying to finish that up. Alex is working, and his is well. He and Yuri are spending their time working uh, a lot on the uh, proof in methods of proof course, which I've mentioned. Um, which Me what's it called? Methods of proof. Do you know what? That Does that mean anything to you, Justin? Either. Hello, Justin. Hello, you there? Uh, let's try without cam for a bit. What's that? Let's take off the camera. Yeah, try that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello? Yeah, hello. Hello. I can hear you. Justin?
Hello? Yes, hello. Yeah, yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, so... Um, you said Alex is working on methods of proof, proof course? Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the proof. That's the course that you would take um, in at the university level, kind of when you've completed calculus or sometimes maybe linear algebra or something. It's sort of the course you need before you get to the real abstract level of mathematics, like real analysis and abstract algebra. Um, and okay. there's a whole you know, understanding how proofs work and logic and sets and the, I mean, it's very, it's, it's a, it's a big jump up and it's where a lot of uh, math majors kind of um, falter. And so we've created a mm -hmm. course that will bridge the gap from what you might call say computational math um, where you're, you know, just say, hey, solve a problem like this, solve a problem like that. What's the answer to this? What's the answer to that? To prove this, prove that. Right, which is it's a yes. whole different process, and like I said, different mental models, different techniques, different um, terminology, different you know, different language, everything, and um, uh, so there's been a number of books books that have been published uh, to try and tackle this issue over the years, and some are better than others, but it's um, it's just a hard thing. It's a really really hard course to teach, and uh, but I think we're we're really nailing it. I mean, Alex thinks it'll be our best course yet. Which is, which is exciting. So that's what he's that's that's what he's up to. That's awesome. And um, is are we still at the same um, revenue? Yeah. No, we haven't really um, made any. Nothing has really changed there. I mean, we have. I told you that marketing firm we're working with, so we're still kind of um, coming up with the, the sort of the funnel and landing page and, and and all these sort of things with that. So there's nothing really to say that that's in. It's a work in progress. And we, we, you, you've got people who uh, sort of, you said a bunch of people stopped uh, for summer and then they come back on afterwards. Yeah. I mean, it's just that uh, the, it's the same thing we talked about before. It's that, you know, Math Academy is a very serious product. You don't use it half-assing it or using a little bit here and this. It's not yeah. really, um, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's meant mm -hmm. for, to be used day, you know, minimum three but hopefully four or five days a week it's meant to be used you know serious and seriously and uh, some families once they realize is they're actually not that serious <laughs> you know i mean yeah part of the communication that we have to uh, engage in uh, the messaging we need to uh, deliver is what can be achieved if they are serious about it right so if people say oh cow it sounds like a great way to you know help my daughter get better at math it's like no Right. This this is a situation where your daughter can be, you know, rocketed three, four or five years ahead in math and, and totally change their yeah. academic trajectory. Right. So that's something we've talked about. So if we don't do if we don't provide that kind of messaging and really um, repeat it and build on it, then people don't get it. And it's like, oh, you know, life is busy and stuff going on. It's like, OK, you know. Um, so that's that's really um that's really what we have to do. But again, we're, we're sort of uh, working on the, uh, you know, a new marketing um, sort of funnel and messaging and all that kind of stuff. So not a whole lot. That's cool. So to say there. Th that's going on and it's happening in the background kind of thing. Is there any like artwork or any fun stuff that's no. happening there? I mean, you... no. okay. Got it. No. Um, all right. So, um, and then uh, Justin is working on what our, our uh, cheat detection tool which is mm. kind of interesting. Um, so it was, it was uh, one of my instructors 
he uh, emailed me. He was teaching a calculus course, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, these." And he's a new new instructor, and he's like, "Yeah, so it looks like these these student these few students like they never really learned synthetic division, which is dividing one polynomial by another polynomial. They never really learned it, and so the the calculus problems that require not mastery of synthetic division like they're not able to do right so he's like he's like yeah it looks like they didn't really learn this and so so i'm gonna have to go and teach it to him and he wasn't like pointing a finger but or or complaining it was just sort of like well you know it looks like maybe the system just missed this or just you know whatever and i was like wait how's that even possible right that shouldn't that shouldn't be possible and i, I needed to yeah. i said okay you know and I said, I asked Justin, I said, could you take a look at this? Could you take these, these, he says these students didn't learn synthetic division. And I said, that doesn't sound right. Like, why would they be getting these calculus problems that were synthetic division is a prerequisite? And so he's like, no, no, they did it. And they aced all stuff. And I said, okay, so something's going on. I said, did they cheat? You know, I mean, did they use some other kind of a external tool to do the problems for them? And he went back and he's like, yep. And he's like, he's like, the he's like these problems he's like i because he had taught some of these kids right and so he's like yeah i i would take me like a minute to minute and a half to these problems and they knocked them all out in 20 seconds each and got them all correct no way so what they're using something like chat gpt um another stuff like symbol lab which is sort of like a calculator but for like algebra and calculus problems you say factor this solve this integrate this and it'll just do it right you have desmos which is like a graphing you can like graph something you can see where the intercepts are the roots of the equation right so these these tools that are really powerful as um a ways to i don't know solve problems are also really great for cheating if you don't if you want to so do they need to copy and paste or would they just type stuff out well a lot of our stuff is multiple choice so they can just go ahead and solve it and they look at it and go oh and then they go it's this is the answer right but what i'm saying is for for for, the, for it to be worth their while to do it so easily are they copying and pasting it across the question or are they typing the question? I don't know. But there are things like that. Was... There's stuff like math pick or something, stuff that well, you can actually take a photo of, of a math problem and it'll solve it. You know? Even even take a photo. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you if you want to have a computer solve your problems for you, I mean, there's there's a way to do it. You know, a lot of them. And I mean, the only ones that would be hard to do would be word problems. But even Chat GPT would probably be able to help with a lot of that. Because I was going to say you could like block the, you know, block copy paste, but obviously you're not going to be able to block a screenshot. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> but, and so, you know, I, I emailed like the instructor and I said, okay, this, they, they were, you know, and I needed to explain this to him because he's new. So he, if he thinks, oh, the system doesn't really work, mm. that's not good, right? He starts losing faith yeah. in the system. He's like, well, you know, it works pretty well, but it misses a lot, and I have to fill in. I was like, no, no. You know, these students mm. used a tool to do their homework for them. Therefore, they did not learn the material, <laughs> right? Mm. You know, and um, and so then it comes back and bites them, which is what happens. A short-term win, long-term loss. Hey, I don't my homework, got everything right. It's like, well, you don't actually learn it, you know, as they, you know. So I had to, you know, um, sort of explain that to him and say, okay, look, this is this is what happened. And I asked Justin, I said, you know, we gotta, we need to have a way of detecting what has happened because if students use tools to, to solve problems. Right, use external tools. Let's not call it cheating. We'll just say they're relying on external tools, right? 
And as humans, what do we want to, what are we evolutionarily evolved to do? Reduce energy expenditures, reduce the expenditure of resources whenever possible. So if some 10, 12, 15 year old kid finds an easier way to do something, actually having to do it by hand and actually can type it in somewhere, they're often going to be tempted to do that. Right. Um, The problem is obviously when they do that, then they don't learn it. Right. They don't learn the material. And, but worse, then they get further in the course and they start to struggle and they can't learn new material because they don't know the prerequisite material. And then the parents are like, well, I don't understand why my kid can't understand this is a problem with the lesson. They're not making progress. It's like, well, you know, we need to detect when that is happening and alert parents and say, Hey, um, looks like, uh, your son slash daughter potentially was likely using an external tool to solve these problems. This can lead to a learning deficit, you know, and you should keep an eye. This, 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 you know, we obviously aren't sitting there watching them, but, you know, based on the data we're receiving, there's a good chance that that's what's happening right now. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting in that, like, how do you build a detector? Like, how do you detect when that's happening? Right. What would you do? How, how would, how, what would you think? Well, based on based of what you said, it's um, it's time and perfect score, right? So that's part of the thing. So it's like if if if, if this should take a minute, minute and a half, and all of a sudden they're doing it in thirty seconds, and typically when kids cheat, they aren't smart enough to know that they should get something wrong. <laughs> they yeah, get everything exactly. right. So one of the reasons they're using a tool is because it's really hard, right? And so yeah. even for good, really top students, they might be missing or two, but all of a sudden the kids that are cheating tend not to be the strongest students, right? Because the strongest students don't need to do it. They're like, I can figure this out. And I don't mean that they're the weakest students, but they're typically not the strongest students, right? So yet suddenly they're getting everything correct with the hardest problems. And guess what? They're doing it in a really short amount of time. They don't really know how long this problem should take because they're not doing it. And they're just typing in. Yeah, so you can historically look at them as well. You know, you can sort of get a sense of what the student is. We know, okay, this is, a, this is a B minus B student. You know, decent student, not a great student. And so it's it's a little suspicious that they're all of a sudden got a perfect score on these and they got them done really quickly. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's yeah. suspicious. And they did it be up below a certain amount of time that even our top students could do it. That's an alarm bell. So that's something's going on. Either... Mom or dad is sitting down with them and doing it for them. <laughs> Occasionally, you do have parents get a little over involved, but it's it's usually it's usually less time. It's usually less. <laughs> that'd be f- f- that, yeah. Time wouldn't be involved, but that'd be funny. A funny email to get, like if you were helping your kid with math. Well, and then it's like, seems like your kid is cheating this system. <laughs> well, you know, of course, we would use the word cheating. We'd say, oh, well, it looks like they might be lying on a th- on a third party tool that could be undermining their, their learning process. You know, whatever. Say it in, in a very sort of friendly, non-accusatory way, but parents need to know when that's happening. But Mm. when parents do, what they'll do is they will be sitting there with the kid and and, and the kid, and and because, and sometimes students, especially younger students, might emotionally react when things aren't Mm -hmm. going their way. The parents are like, oh, well, if we get everything right, kid's in a good mood. So if the kid starts to click on the wrong answer, it's like, are you sure that's the wrong answer? Maybe you should check again, right? And so all of a sudden you see these kids getting like, bonus points on everything you're like yeah huh yeah. either this kid is really really good or mom or dad is providing a little too much help mm-hmm. and i always have to 
uh, I, you know, it's funny because, you know, I have a friend of mine, super bright guy, highly educated guy, and he was doing it with his kid. And I was like, um, how much are you helping? And he's like, oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. said, because, because he's like, yeah, it's giving really hard stuff. Now he's struggling. I said, well, are you helping with earlier stuff? And he's like, I said, well, the, the system thinks he's better than he is. That's why it's accelerating him through it because he thinks everything is too, too easy for him because he's blowing through it with uh, extra credit on everything, right? If he had been kind of fumbling. Yeah, that's, that, that's definitely a message that needs to get to the parents, like somehow. That's a big part of it. Like, yeah, somehow you just need to message that really clearly. We do. And see, we're not. See, these are the things that we need to do. I've told you that you need to work. I just have focused on it right now. But it's like you have the problem where a parent will say, sign their kid up doesn't ever sit down with them for a few minutes and say, all right, let's, let me just do it. I'll sit down with you and just, are you, you know, using paper and pencil? Are you reading this carefully? Are you checking your work? You know, are you just, you know, that kind of stuff. So sometimes parents are not providing enough of that to start, and especially for younger kids, 10, 11, 12, 13, they need a little parent just to kind of say, let's, let, let's sit down there and I just want to make sure you're doing this the right way, right? And then you have the other parents that get a little over-involved and that won't let the kid miss a question, and then they fool the system into thinking that the student is, you know, a child prodigy or something. And then it just says, hey, you're you're like a genius. Like, let's just, let's go, baby. Let's turn it on the jets and just blow through the stuff. And next three weeks later, yeah. the kid's like, oh, I don't understand any of this stuff. You know, and it's like, well, this is so easy for you, right? You know, it was easy for mom. <laughs> you know, mom has a degree in electrical engineering. <laughs> She's sitting there with you. So we've had a few parents we've had to say, um, and we've actually, so are you, how much are you helping? It's like, hey, you need to not do that. So it's funny. Parents, a lot of times parents just don't think about it that in depth. And then when you explain it to them, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, got it. You know. But it's a true analogy for life as well, by the way. Yeah. Like that's exactly what parents do. Like they kind of help kids. And so the kids don't actually have the skills, the life skills. That's right. You got to let kids fail. You have to let the, You have to let them fail. I mean, that's a great. See, the thing is, you know, it's like the it's like the parents that I've seen with the with the playground when they're little and they're four or five years old or whatever, three to five years old, six years old. And you'd see some parents and they're just so nervous. And I'm like, the kid falls off and lands on the wood chips. He's gonna he's, they're gonna be fine, right? They might be mm. tears for a minute or two, but let them know. They fall off and I'm not saying like you put an eight month old on there, but if you have a four year old, five year old falls off into the wood chips, they're gonna learn a lesson. Like, hold on to the rails, dude. You know, otherwise you're gonna cry and you're hurting it's gonna hurt. But you want them to do that and hurt, be hurt in a, a with limited downside. Then, yeah. But you know, you would see some parents just get just get so neurotic about it, you know. So you you, you know, of course, you can err on the other side too, where you just like totally tuned out, and your kids are like riding their bikes down the middle of a busy street, you know, and you're like, "What is that?" <laughs> God, you know, no, you know. So truth is in the middle, right? You gotta you gotta find the right balance. So, um, so um. Well, it sounds like we're just about out of time, right? So, um, I'm looking at the ready to get into shows. Two o'clock. I, 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 yeah, I was, I was just before we got on the shows. I was just going to say about the um, um, audiobooks. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were talking a little about audiobooks being sort of a hack for that's walking. Great. So, I, I, and I mentioned, I mentioned the Doom Guy, which was the John Romero autobiography which was you know pretty good i give it a bb plus and the next one was i think it's called control freak it was like the guy who was like the chief game designer for like gears of war and some other some other big games again good i mean none of this stuff is like isaacson musk jobs level right that stuff is like a 
that stuff was really good. That's like you're done. Did you ever what did you ever read Masters of Doom? Yeah, I I did the audiobook like years ago when it first came out. Was that A? Was that really I don't good? remember if it was uh an A or A minor. It was really good. I really liked it. Okay. I mean, would yeah. I say it is I mean the like the Elon Musk biography, like I couldn't wait. You know, I'm yeah. like, and now sometimes I'd be like, I, I listened to a couple minutes after I finished walk because I couldn't stop listening to it like 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I'm cheating. I'm not supposed to walk. listen to this. You know, like I have to, <laughs> the other ones, it's not quite there. So Control Freak is pretty, I'd give that a, it's a B. It's good. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not amazing, but it's good. Especially if you're into, if you're interested in games, game design, that whole, world. I mean, he's, he's a bit of a head case. Um, but it's it's pretty interesting, and then I, I'm 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 most of the, like three quarters of the way through. Uh, um, I can't remember the name of the book. It's uh, Sid Meier, the guy who created Civilization. Um, he's yeah. created tons of games, um, and uh, his is a, his again is an autobiography like the the other two. Um, his is kind of dry, you know. It's 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 he's 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 definitely full nerd, right? So he's just. Very, it's kind of nuts and bolts, and through the eyes of a just sort of a introverted, low key game developer. I mean, mm. you know, it's like you you don't get caught. You know, it's not a lot of the head case narcissism and stuff from like the the guy who did uh, the Gears of War. Um, but uh, you know, if you like, if you if you like hearing about the trade-offs and this, you know, went into games and the thought process and stuff. And you, this admire was pretty good. But I, reason I did is because it was like, people like this, listen to this audiobook, like this audiobook. And I was like, ah, yeah, screw yeah, it. So I was like the next one. I was like, oh, okay, give, you know, give it a shot. I want to listen to just the classics, you know. So there's, there's a few that people have spoken about over the years. Like one, one I want to listen to is um, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. 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 And um, oh, I thought we said classic, just a couple like of... tales of two cities or something like that. No, no, no. Just like sorry, the <laughs> the classics for our for our kind of group Pe- books that people have been telling me about for okay. ages. So I'm going to go through those and catch up. What are other ones other than zero to one? Do you have any others on your list? Um, there was a, there was another one. I do have it. I don't have the title of it right now, but it was about um something that i've forgotten about so okay. but it looked really good okay it well let me know really if you find, yeah post it on discord if it's something something yeah. good mm-hmm. we'll all right do. you want to talk shows uh lower decks i just really do like that show that star wars mm-hmm. star trek star trek show lower lower decks is good i'm watching oh, i'm watching also but it's totally not sucking me in in the slightest is another is a star wars show about the the woman Ashgore or something, Ascar. Yeah, I don't it's know. gotten it hasn't but gotten anyway. very good reviews. I don't think most yeah, of the stuff on Disney. Uh, like I said, Disney is just they're just destroying property after property. You're just not low quality crazy. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apart from that, I'm just working, so I'm not watching much. I'm I'm working, walking, listening. That's what I'm doing. When do you take your walks? Do you do your morning walk or do you do multiple walks? I just kind of do them when I can. Like my my life is not the life that can be structured because it's just too. Because Georgie and Jack are just wild cards. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't have a structured a simple happy structured life like you can. <laughs> so so adding adding any kind of structure, whether it's eating a specific. I mean, I'm, I'll try and do that, but the walks, it's just whatever I can grab. Mm-hmm. So it's just like how many steps have I done today? 
okay, can I see an opportunity to do a walk right now? All right, grab the dog, go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. But shorter walks as opposed to like one gigantic walk, you're trying to get multiple? No, what I've been doing is I've been walking in the house, just up and down the corridor. Hmm. You know? Okay. Because it's like, it's a big house, so I can just kind of walk around it, around it, through the kitchen, up down the corridor. That's what I've been doing, like 15 minutes to get X number of steps in that way. Okay. Just do walk fast. No. Walk fast and break things. It's just too hot. It's just yeah, walk fast and break things. That's great. That's nice. Um, Um, Okay, so in terms of uh, shows, uh, we're watching. um, Oh God, what I just had in my hand. I just was it. um, Let me see. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Winning time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Oh, that's yeah, no, never. That's pretty good. I, I give it a B plus. It's, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's good. Um, and uh, was that, uh, what's that? Something C Riley, J C Riley. What's the guy's name? Um, what's the actor's name? J C Riley, who did Talladega Nights. Yeah, is it J C Riley? Is that right? I think I said it right. Okay, yeah, he's he plays um, Doctor Bus, who's the guy who bought the Lakers and he's quite a character and it's all about magic Johnson and the, you know, in the early eighties stuff, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, if you like sports at all, I mean, if you don't have to like sports to, to like it. Um, cause, but, um, if you like sports, especially if you like basketball, you probably particularly like it, but my, you know, my daughters like it, you know, and, uh, they don't anything mm-hmm. about basketball. Izzy doesn't know anything about sports, you know, what's it called again? Uh, winning time, you know, mm. um, so that's that's the only thing we've been watched lately. That's that and that Limitless show, which I mentioned, which was pretty decent. What have I been watching on Apple? Uh, the Morning Show, I quite enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, and then Lower Decks, and not too much else. Yeah, you've always you've always been, been a bit of a Star Trek fan, huh? Yeah, I've been uh, jamming it out. Yeah, Star. I mean, I do like Star Trek. But uh, there's, there's, oh, we created a new, um, at the request of uh, some folks, we've created a rants channel inside Discord. Right. You guys have been and ranting on lower decks or something like that? that? That's a new favorite. People are just going in there and ranting for no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> About anything and everything. Um, usually to do with just stupid software practices or just something crazy that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's been fun. All right. Well, I think we're out of material. It looks like you're you're done, Justin. I can see it on your face. <laughs> you got nothing left. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm exhausted. Are you exhausted talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> I kill your mojo. Mm. Oh man, you are you're where fun goes to die. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to get you going. What you? I want success. No, I, no, I appreciate it. I want it. success. I appreciate it. It's good. That's all I want. I'm, I'm looking for success. Mm. So, yeah, you're just you're just a reflection. You're you're reflecting to me my failures. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you some tools. I'm trying to help. I'm just give you some tools <laughs> so you can, uh, you know, achieve what you want to achieve. That's all. Thank you. Only true friend would do that. All right, that's a wrap. We're out.